Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to talk about Femi Festo. I'm joined by Alison Tracy and Brian, who are the co-chairs of Femi Festo. Good morning to you both, Alison and Brian. Hello, thank you for having us on. Now, tell me first of all, I'll go to you first, Alison. Tell me about Femi Festo. What is it? And why has, have you launched it? Um, well, I'd first say um, that really it's Brian who um, started this and I'm more tagged along later. But um, the core goal of the Femi Festo is to engage in both active citizenship in raising awareness in women's issues that aren't talked about a lot or aren't very addressed publicly and the fact that we want to bring these issues to the attention of our government. We're a student-led um, council or organization and we're just hoping as citizens to uplift the current voices of citizens on issues that affect us. Brian, we said the Feminifesto Femi will highlight failings within policy that dis- disadvantage women at what what changes are needed to address those failings? What are those particular failings, do you think? Well, there are myriad of failings. Um, they really stretch across all the realm of the law. But I suppose the ones we're kind of honing in on are the ones we're already starting, and we just want to make sure are passed quickly. So, for instance, there's a huge burden placed on um, all people assigned female at birth on the cost of period products. So many um, period products are not available in public bathrooms. We, we as men would never think, oh, I must pack my toilet roll on the way out to work. But so often uh, women and people assigned to female at birth are forced to ask for period products. They're forced to pay over 100 euros a year for period products. That's a very clear disadvantage. And we would love to see the health and safety guidelines amended to make sure that toilet paper and period products are kind of seen on, on the same level mm. and for um, revenue to grant that as a tax deductible expense. So that wouldn't be something that is put on small businesses. It would be providing for all people, especially school children. Recently, there was an Oroctus report that said over, over a thousand children who were studied, over half of them were actually using alternatives or not using any sanitary products at all, at least once because of cost-related issues. I think that's a real state failure. Mm. But more than that, there's a few issues on health as well we'd like to look into. Yeah. Have you approached any particular government represent- representatives about it? Well, actually, um, we started off very small. We started off with just a petition. And immediately we got um, contacted by several government people. We, we got contacted by the Fine Gael spokesperson for um, health care, uh, or not health care, equality, um, Mary Siri Kearney. She's a senator. 
And we said, you know, we're, we haven't fully drafted what we want to do yet. We're just getting up the ideas. And we are very much um, an independent group. We are a nonpartisan group. So now that we've launched our ideas, we said, this is what we want to see. Now we can engage with politicians and see, this is what the citizens want. How can you help us provide that? So this is what this um, information campaign is about now, getting in contact with TDs. Alison, I think and, you, want, you, you want people to engage all levels mm-hmm. of, of uh, citizen to engage with Femifesto. So how can they do that, Alison? Um, so there's multiple ways. Um, today we just um, launched our website that includes all of our articles under the headings Femicide, Domestic Abuse, Sex Violence, Inequality and Sexism Within Our Culture. And that can be found at um, the FemifestoIreland.com. Um, you can also email us at um, thefemifesto at gmail.com where if you have any suggestions for how we can further progress this as this um, campaign will be an annual one. So the issues we've addressed this year aren't all the women's issues under the sun. It's just a kind of starting point and a foundation to build upon. So we'd love to get any inside collaboration from people who identify with the values that we're trying to promote um, in making people aware and conscious of the fact that these issues are taking place and need to be addressed. In terms of violence, say, the the, the whole tragedy of Ashley Murphy earlier in the year seems to have, anyway, brought about some kind of a sea change in thinking. It's it's very important, isn't it, that we don't let that rest? Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I would say is that never in a million years would I have thought we'd have such a national conversation about women's rights with such vigour, with such passion. And it's such a tragedy that that had to come from a, a really un- a really brutal attack on a woman. It, we do not need another murder to bring real change. We can't rely on that sort of pain to push forward. We need to be able to say, this is what we want. This is what we need to do. And something like that can never happen again. We have to address the fundamental flaws that come from mostly men and their their sexist belief that there is something about women that gives them the right to touch them, to harm them, mm-hmm. to disrespect their rights. We have to come at that in a fundamental way. And I think we have a few ideas about how to really engage that from an early level. So at the beginning, we want to make sure consent is a really conceptualized idea in primary schools. We want to make sure people understand what other people's boundaries are. Then in secondary school, we want to make sure they have a comprehensive sex education. So when people are engaging in consent in a more practical way, they know what boundaries look like. They know what supports they have if someone is not protecting their boundaries. And furthermore, even in the wider community, we want to make sure the sporting community, which have been so prominent in the surrounding areas. They're always very visible online. They're always very visible in the community. We want to make sure all of those sporting leaders are taking an active bystander training once a year so that they feel competent, they feel capable of standing up to sexism that they see in their community. So we don't see this kind of perpetual misogyny that really just adds up to a culture where something as tragic as the killing of Ashley Murphy can happen again. We want to make sure everybody feels empowered to stop this at the, the way they are best able to. Can I ask you both, before we finish, your views on International Women's Day? I ask because I read some different articles over the weekend in the run-up in various newspapers that some people are now looking at it as having become too commercialised and too jingoistic, as it were. Alison, you, you first. What do you think of the concept? Has, has International Women's Day lost its impact or become a bit too 
say, Hallmark? Um, I think that's quite a big issue in the sense that activism has become trendy in a sense as well these days, and there's quite the formative activism, um, which is not which we hope to promote either. We want real substantive change, but in the sense that no matter which way women's issues are being discussed is the fact that they are being discussed that's very important and that they're being brought to the attention of people. And I prefer um, no matter what way it is being highlighted or addressed, that it is being brought to the attention of people who represent us and who can now acknowledge that this is a real issue. Um, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the idea that companies may profit off of um, uh, such an important highlighting impactful campaign um, but in the sense that these things need to be addressed and they need to be known to the public, um, mm. that puts me more at ease. Brian, has it become <laughs> a little bit hallmarky? Um, I think a lot of activism has become kind of grounded in virtue signaling. You don't so much need to do something good. You just need to come across like you're doing something good to get the rewards of that. Um, I think the Femifesto is a response to that. It's a response to this kind of populism you might get from social media where you hear an issue and you say, this needs to be done right away. But then there's another issue when you jump on that and you almost forget about the other issues that you cared about. We're trying to ground it in reality and say, this is what we want to fight for. This is what we want you to deliver. And even if you're going to be making these grand speeches, how are you going to deliver on these issues specifically? We have to bring it back down. So even if it is commercial, even if it is uh, something a politician will do to commercialize themselves, build a brand of a feminist without the substantive action of being a feminist, that is often hard work. We want to make sure if you want to have the rewards of feminism, you need to have the hard work to protect it and to further it. Where can people read or find out more about Femifesto? Alison, you finally. Um, if you can go to our website, um, Femifesto, um, the FemifestoIreland.com. You can also go to our Instagram, the Femifesto. Or again, we would love to get people's input um, from the website um, at our email, the Femifesto at gmail.com. Okay. Okay, thank you both, Alison, Tracy and Brian, the co-chairs of FEMIFESTO. Another angle at looking at International Women's Day. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, we were talking to Sinead O'Reilly back in October when she was training. And she's now a fully-fledged professional firefighter. And today is all about breaking the bias. That's the... Um, that is sort of the theme of International Women's Day for 2022, uh, breaking the bias. And, of course, firefighting was traditionally an all-male job. There's not many women in it. Sinead, why did you? We asked, we asked you this, this at the time. Congratulations on coming through the training and being a professional firefighter now. But what Thank was you. it that made you want to do it? Good morning to you. Um, I guess the job itself always appealed to me. Um, you know, the values that come with it. Uh, teamwork and you know helping the community kind of uh, values I searched for within a career and then I guess it's not your standard nine-to-five job mm. which um which also kind of appealed to me as well you know the there's a bit of an adrenaline side to it too so um yeah was there a firefighting background in the family no um no there wasn't there wasn't um yeah no I come from uh, my dad's a builder and my mom's a, a teacher. So, you know, there's there's no fire, firefighting background, but I think it just, yeah, just came into my mind that it was something that I, you know, I wanted to do. How tough was the training? Um, <clears throat> it was difficult, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was definitely aspects that 
maybe I might have found difficult um, compared to the, the the guys. You know, uh, there was a lot of strength aspects and stuff, but um, they were always super helpful and very supportive. And, you know, I put my head down and just kind of made my way through it. Yeah. 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 Th- there would be a lot of the training. If you look at videos, a lot of the training require an awful lot of physical strength. And, but then... You, you, you're you're a fairly tough individual yourself, I guess, if you're going to go into that line of work. Um, on one side, yeah, I would think so. You know, I'm I'm quite physically fit, and it's something I've always been into. But I'm also very emotional, so you know, yeah. <laughs> um, there's that side of it too. That you know, um, I don't think you have to be this kind of tough macho person to go in. I think. Um, the emotional aspect that I bring to the job actually, you know, has helped in another side of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the firefighter, and we've described them many times this way, they're the ones that run in when the rest of us are, are running out. Um, have, you, have you had that happen yet? Have you, have you been on a big a big shout yet where you've been running in when I- others are running out? Imagine the first um, time. In terms of... First, yeah, a big shout. I, I mean, I, I imagine the first time you do that would be a little bit scary. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, on our first shift, there was those kind of nerves, you know, to just get that first call out. But when you do go out, um, you know, you've got your whole team with you and behind you and everyone has done the training that it, it's almost, um, I guess, I wouldn't say natural, but... Um, there's a whole, you know, um, detail laid out, laid out in protocol. Yeah. So you know what you're following. And um, I don't know, no one ever puts themselves in huge harm's way. You know, you, you wouldn't take a big, a big risk if there's yeah. not a big reward, you know. Um, so safety is first in yeah. that sense. Yeah, I've often talked with Vince, Victor Shine. I'm sure you know Victor. Victor, Victor yeah. has often said our first priority is, is keep our people safe while they're doing their job. Exactly, yeah. And I think they really emphasise that, that us, to us in training so that you're looking out for the firefighter next to you um, whenever you are on these calls as well. Yeah, yeah. Would you encourage other uh, young women who are looking at a career, you know, at that point in their life where they're wondering, what will I do with myself? Would you encourage them again to get involved? Definitely, yeah. Um I think it is a great job and of course at the start you know you're always trying to prove yourself being the only girl that you know you could do whatever the guys can do but I think after starting shift now I've realized that um, each gender probably brings their own strengths to the job yeah and that in one in one side that I might need help in there's a guy asking for help in another side that I can assist in and it's using those strengths to help each other and help I guess the fire brigade become a better service. Um, yeah, you you'll know, be, you'll bring, you'll bring strengths to the front line that were maybe weren't there before. Um, well, they had a, they had a female in the brigade for the past twenty five years, so I'm sure she was bringing them too. But even to just get it, um, th- those kind of aspects more. Um, I guess yeah. involved in the job. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we wish you good luck and success with your career, Sinead. Congratulations on getting through the, the, Thank you. the training. And stay safe out there as you keep us safe. Sinead O'Reilly, uh, Cork Firefighter. 
The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And another job that is normally, though not always, there's a few of them around, done by men, is bus driving. You don't see too many men, or too many women rather, driving buses. Well, one who does is Mary Cronin. And Mary is a driver with Bus Erin. And uh, for International Women's Day, we caught up for a wee chat. Mary, first of all, a happy International Women's Day to you. The, the youngest female bus driver in Bus Erin, and, and you think or you thought for a while the youngest driver in the whole company. Yeah, I I still think I'm the youngest in Ireland overall. I'm waiting to be proven wrong on that one. Um, <laughs> but I was I was the youngest in Boss Aaron, but um, uh, somebody came in at, uh, at just slightly younger than me and uh, knocked me off my top spot. <laughs> so why bus driving, Mary? Um, well, my parents own a bus company, so I was around buses all my life as a child. Oh, you're one of them Cronins, are you? No, no, everybody, everybody thinks that. But no, we own O'Callaghan's Coaches ah, right. out in Coachford. Um, we're just a, a local company. My granddad owned it, Johnny O'Callaghan. A oh, lot I of see. people know him. Uh, my mother, Breed O'Callaghan, and my father, Brian Cronin. That's where the Cronin comes in. Uh, they're running it now. And um, buses have been in my life since I was born. My uncle owns Balancholic Coaches um, in in Balancholic, Don Callaghan. So we're we're always bus mad people. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to learn? Um the first time I sat into a bus I was very nervous, even though I was in buses all the time, actually going out on the road and, and doing it with my license legally, <laughs> um I was very nervous. Um but after the first day I, I kind of took to it and I, I got a little bit better. I am um, I did one lesson um in Ballancolic with Billy Corkery 
and um, I did my test then. Now, I was driving with my dad, yeah. um, learning and stuff, but um, yeah, so it, I I think it took me about five months um, just to get everything sorted and things like that um, before I did my test and yeah. passed, thankfully. And, and, yeah, and driving around the city stop to stop, are you always on the same route or do you move around? Do you have particular routes? It just I could be I could be put anywhere. So I'm I'm a spare driver in Bus Aaron, which means that I kind of cover the work that um other people if they're out sick and things like that, um it's kind of passed down to, to me. So I could be going here, there and everywhere. I don't have a specific route. Right. Um I do a lot of the city, but um last summer I branched out and I did um Galway, Tralee, Waterford uh, Clonmel. I haven't gone to Dublin yet, but um, that's in the cards now, possibly for this summer. So we'll yeah. see. You enjoy the work, obviously. I do. I I love it. Um, I mean, I was planning on going teaching. Um, I was going to go back to college and do a masters in education, but during the the lockdown in twenty twenty, I I had no job and I had a big summer plans of travelling. Um, that went out the window. So I just um, went into Boss Aaron and was hoping they'd take me on. And I, I haven't looked back since. I, I really do enjoy it in there. Um, it's it's good fun. I suppose family and friends weren't remotely surprised, were they? No, no, not really. Uh, as soon as I got the, as soon as I turned 21, well, actually, when I turned 17 and got my care license, it wasn't good enough. I was like, bus is next. <laughs> so when I was always on about it. So when I turned 21 and got my license, people were just buzzing to actually go out in the bus with me. They just uh, they couldn't wait to get a spin in the bus while I was driving it. So, mm. What's the reaction from, from passengers to a, such a young woman up driving the bus? Um, they're shocked. Um, a lot of the time, um, I guess that I look like a child, um, <laughs> or I look like a teenager. I, if you met me in person, you wouldn't think I look that young. But yeah. when I'm sat behind the wheel of such a big vehicle, I'm I'm like a child driving around the city, and people people would be stopping on the footpath and kind of looking back, being like, "Who who gave that girl a bus?" You know, <laughs> um, I was uh, mistaken. Uh, the bus air uniform looks quite like a uniform from the north side of the city, so I was actually mistaken for a child um at at the bus stop he he said uh, this this man said something to me and i said oh uh, i'll be driving the bus and he said you will yeah and then when i actually got in he nearly fell off the the seat at the bus stop he was like you're driving my bus i said yeah <laughs> so yeah people still and i'm there i'm in bus air nearly two years now and people are still they still have the same reaction and it's it's just really funny. I enjoy that that kind of interaction with people. <laughs> if other people are thinking of taking it up as a career, yeah, what, what advice would you give them? Um, I'd say just go for it. Um, a lot of I find that a lot of women would be very hesitant that oh, I could never drive a bus. All it takes is a bit of practice and just a bit of confidence that yes, you can do it. Um. I think that almost anybody with a bit of practice and a bit of determination, anybody could drive a bus, really. Okay, well, I take the bus the odd time. I, I haven't seen you, but I'll be looking yeah. out for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, you can always look out for me. I'll always be waving. Most people <laughs> that that stare at me in the bus, I give them a little wave to know that I've seen them as well. And uh, a lot of people would be delighted with that. So I'll always wave. <laughs> right, well, if you're ever on the 220 or the 216, give me a wave. Mary, I will, of course. Mary, thanks very much. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks so much and happy International Women's Day. That's Mary Cronin. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, give you a list of names here. It's been a spectacular, I would say, two years for Irish women in, in sport, but particularly the, the last while. If you think of, obviously, Katie Taylor, Kelly Harrington at the Olympics, Rachel Blackmore at the Grand National, and many, many more race meets, Leona Maguire at the golf, Ellen Keane, Swimming at the Paralympics. Amy Hunter, cricketer. A huge achievement by her. Katie McCabe, of course, massive achievements in soccer. And, and, and the whole soccer team doing so well. Rosa Walsh here in Cork, a brilliant, brilliant martial artist. I had the pleasure of presenting Rosa with an award a number of years ago, so I keep, I keep in touch with her career now. Afric Kyo, Emer Lam, Fiona Morta, Emily Hegarty in rowing, and Cork's own Sunita Paspuri in rowing. And, of course, people like Sonia O'Sullivan and Dervil O'Rourke and a whole load of track and field athletes. That list way too long to go into. They're all hugely successful women in sport. The Cork Sports Partnership has now teamed up with a number of groups nationally to provide a week of events um, for women and girls of all ages and all levels of ability who who would aspire, I think, uh, Claire Hurley and look up to those women. Uh, Claire is programs manager of the Cork Sports Partnership. Hi, Claire. Hi, PJ. How are you? Good. That's some Thank list you. of achievers I just read out, isn't it? It is. It's, it's huge. As we're very proud to have an awful lot of fantastic female athletes here in Cork. So yeah, it's great the way mm. that you listed them out there. It's great. So, so what have we got happening for the week then? Yeah, so just, just off the, the, the massive achievements of our, our local athletes, I suppose Women in Sport Week is really about celebrating that, but also celebrating, I suppose, volunteers and coaches and participation in general across sport and physical activity um, in, in Ireland. And I suppose we've lined up a few taster sessions. Um, we have a webinar with Sunita, as you mentioned earlier, just to try and highlight, I suppose, a number of those activities and, and those people that are, I suppose, every day in a voluntary capacity as well. Um, supporting people to participate, particularly women in, and girls, in, in sport and physical activity. Mm. We, we've seen over the years, you know, young boys get into sport when they're three, four, five years of age, and they keep it going. A lot of young girls get into sport, but they drop it. And there's been a lot of focus on it in the last couple of years, keeping them at it. The, the inspiration provided, like like people like Katie and Kelly and you know Sunita <laughs> and others and Rosa. They're keeping them in it. They are, they are, and I suppose it's 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 when you see them performing, and I suppose it's when you see them achieving. You know that does help in terms of those young girls that that are tuning in and that are following or or maybe even participating in the sport. But it's also the other side of of their their or their careers, um, in terms of being involved in their local communities and doing other different activities outside of their sport that I think is also an inspiration um, and, and some of those athletes you would have mentioned as well are, are heavily involved in their community um, and giving back to their communities as well so I do think that helps in terms of I suppose identifying with those athletes and with those coaches and with those um, women participating that, that encourages girls to, to keep participating I suppose mm. if they're you know if they're not they don't see themselves as being as, as good as the, the leading athlete, but I suppose in other ways they can they can follow their athlete or they can I suppose get involved in their local community as well. Yeah. Now, where can people get details of of the events for your week, and and how can they get it and, and go and take part in one? 
Yeah, so like whatever it is, if it's if it's a taster in cycling, if it's boxing, if it's karate, um, as I said, we have a webinar with Sunita tomorrow evening as well. Um, we have soccer taster sessions, so taekwondo, it's endless. So corksports.ie, um, and you'll see the link for Women in Sport Week. There's a full schedule there. They're all free. Um, you just have to pre-register for any of the activities. And I suppose we're just encouraging anyone that has an interest in trying out for a sport, whether it is something that's that's been played by a local athlete or whether it's something you've always wanted to, to get involved in. So visit the website and, and check out the schedule. And if you're up for trying something new um, as part of Women in Sport Week, then just, just register your details and we, we'll be in touch with you then regarding the, the times and the dates and stuff like All that. Right. Claire, good luck with it. And I hope you have a very successful week. Claire Hurley, Programs Manager of Cork's Sports Partnership. Straight away, you see, I do a list. And I sat down this morning and I wrote out that list with great care to try to cover everything. And particularly, I thought, for example, of Rosa, um, who I was only watching a video of one of her recent fights the other night on, on Instagram. And I thought of Amy, uh, who, whose cricket achievement was fabulous the other night. And I'm thinking to myself, right, I've got a good long list there. But no, straight away, don't forget Aoife Griffin, 17-year-old motorcycle racer who won the Moto1 Championship in her very first year of racing. See? Another great female Sports. We are, we are just. We have an abundance of riches in female sport at the moment. Courts ninety six FM. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 